0: You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B., and this is episode number 215 Lessons from 2021. Welcome to the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. I'm Paula B., YouTuber, certified life and weight loss coach, soon to be author, and your best middle aged fitness friend. Are you ready to talk about the fitness mindset that matters to you? Me too. Let's go. Hello, 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 you guys. I am so excited about today, like I am excited about every podcast, really. But this one really specifically is one of my favorite ones of the year. Now, first of all, before we get into any of it, because it does seem a little bit early to be recapping the year, right? I know. But here's what's going on. Next week on December 26th, Sunday, December 26th, if you're listening to this, like when it comes out or the week that it comes out, this will be in the future, December 26th. We have the December Book Club, Paula B's Book Club in conjunction with Chirp Audiobooks. We are reading The Gifts of Imperfection, by Brene Brown this month. And on the 26th, there is a live event, which if you open up the show notes or the description box below, depending on where you're watching or listening, there is a sign up so that you can join me live on Zoom and we can talk about the book together. I am going to have a guest. um, So you don't have to talk (laughs) if you don't want to. I suppose I should probably tell you that because, you know, sometimes you'll be like, Okay, so what's going to be required of me? I will tell you, I'm going to do my best. I'm not like a Zoom expert, but I'm going to do my best to only have my guest and I on video unless you like raise your hand and want to be on video and want to join the conversation. Otherwise, you can just join and like type in the chat box and stuff like that. So so it's not like required of you to participate so much as I do need you to sign up though beforehand. Because of my Zoom settings, I have to know how many people are going to be there. So please do click that link. And if you are a new Chirp user, you can actually get the $5 off of the book um, with the code Paula5, which is P-A-H-L-A and the number five with no spaces. And truly, you don't have to buy that book. You can get $5 off of any book as a new Chirp user. So you guys, I'm super, super, super excited about that next week. But also, that is the last week of the month when I would ordinarily be doing my yearly wrap-up, which is why, this is why I told you that whole story, which is why we're doing the yearly wrap-up right now, slightly early, but I'm so excited to do this. Now, let me give you a little background on this, because so far we're three minutes in and all I've done is give you background, but it's really important. For the last two years, I have been talking about, I I guess I'm going to say how to set resolutions. I mean, it sounds kind of funny because really all you do is you just pick something you want to do, right? No. Oh my gosh, there's so much more to it. So the last two years, 2019 going into 2020... And then 2020, going into 2021, I've had a two-part series, each of these, both, both of these years, where I've talked about setting resolutions. And hey, in keeping with that tradition, this is actually going to be a two-part series also. This is the wrap-up of 2021. And then the first Sunday of 2022, which I don't even know what day that is. Is that the second? I think it's the second of January. I'm going to be telling you all about my resolutions for 2022, all of my goal setting super quickly, just in case you don't want to go back and listen to four other podcasts where I have done that. I will have the links for those, again, in the show notes or the description box below, just so that you can go listen to the last ones. Because I am actually going to really really be referencing the 2020 into 2021 series because I went and listened to it, and it was super fascinating. Um, but anyways, if you don't actually want to go listen to those, let me just tell you super quickly that... I wholeheartedly recommend that what you do when you are setting goals or resolutions, and yes, I use those words pretty much interchangeably, but when you are setting goals or resolutions, I highly recommend that before you look forward, that you take a moment to look back. It is always surprising to me how far I've come. Like like you'd think after years of doing this, after years of setting goals and resolutions that I would be like so, I don't know, good at this that I wouldn't be surprised every time, but I am surprised every time at exactly the thing that I want you to look at, at how far I've come, at how many of last year's goals I actually did get and not even necessarily the goals because I will tell you I will tell you just quick spoiler alert I didn't make my goals <laughs> this year and and I'm really happy about that in a weird way because this is one of the lessons I'm going to just jump right in one of the lessons that I've learned is that you don't have to get your goal to be really proud of yourself and that's why you look back is because really takes practice to be proud of yourself. And I know that sounds so funny, but we don't often toot our own horns or pat ourselves on the back. And it is a skill that you need to develop in order to actually get your goals and or resolutions. Because if all you do is just kind of blow off, oh, I mean, I kind of did that, but it wasn't really that big of a deal. You won't notice it when you get your goal and or it won't feel the way you want it to feel because you have not practiced being proud of yourself for what you do accomplish. So, here's here's the thing. I actually wholeheartedly recommend that you have a podcast <laughs> because it is so nice to be able to go back and listen to all of the conversation that I had, you know, allegedly with you, but really mostly with myself about my goals and what I wanted and who I needed to be and what it meant to me. And it it was so fascinating to listen to because I thought I remembered. I feel like, I don't know if you have a podcast, but I feel like I kind of remember most of my podcast episodes. Like I remember what I felt like when I was recording them. I got the gist of it. Like I knew what I had talked about. I knew what my goals were for this year. But I didn't remember the whole conversation that I had about the person that I need to become and all of the things that I want to be able to do. And and that is where it was really, really helpful for me to go back and listen because I knew broad strokes that the, the three main goals that I had set for myself, I knew that I had not accomplished all three of them. Like, in fact, I only accomplished one of them, but I didn't realize all the other things that I had talked about that I have absolutely blown out of the water. So, so let me let me just tell you really quickly, the list of things that I talked about like again, I wholeheartedly recommend that you go listen to this episode just because it really explains it more than I'm doing here, that in order to get your goal, you actually need to essentially become a different kind of person not like not like fundamentally you're always going to be you like you will always be the essence of you but you will need to learn new skills you will need to get out of your comfort zone you will need to think differently in order to be a different person to have that goal that you want for yourself and so i had this whole list of things that i was going to need to think differently in order to be different, to behave differently. And I was shocked. I've done all of them. Well, almost all of them. Let me, let me just go through the list. Okay. So the things that I said that I was going to need to, to be essentially different as half a milli Paula, this is what I called her in order to have half a million subscribers, I was going to need to hire help. I absolutely did that this year. And in fact, I did that so long ago that I had forgotten that it was this year. I said that I was going to need to make decisions, which is hilarious to me because again, I've been practicing that skill basically since I created that podcast last year. I it doesn't even occur to me not to be decisive. Like I've gotten so good at being decisive that was surprising to me that that was a problem in the past. I said that I was going to need to spend money to make money. And oh my gosh, have I, wow, I have checked this off the list like you don't even know. <laughs> oh my gosh. My accountant is going to, when we're doing taxes this year, is going to be like, wow, you, uh, you sure spent a lot, didn't you? Yes, I did. I spent a lot of money let me be honest here. I made a lot of money. I I almost doubled last year's income and more than, no, I did not quite double last year's subscribers, um, which is not entirely related. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. In any event, I have spent a lot of money. Check. <laughs> okay. The other thing that I was going to need to do is um, not play on my phone. And I will tell you that I actually, I deleted. Candy Crush and Homescapes off of my phone. I deleted the two games that I felt took a lot of my time. However, in the past, I'm going to say two months, I don't remember exactly when I downloaded it. I accidentally, on purpose, because it was a conscious choice, I downloaded a new game that I find myself spending a lot of time on. And and I'm working on my thoughts around that, about whether or not this is something that I can do or want to do, how I want to see it. Whether or not it's something that is actually a problem or not a problem, I'm I'm still kind of working my way through this. So I'm. This is the one that I have. I have a little asterisk next to it. Yes, I did not, or yes, I do not play on my phone the way I used to, the way that I meant when I was saying this in last year's podcast. However, I do still play on my phone. the The way that I meant it last year, I I found myself used to find myself playing on my phone when I meant to be working. That it was absolutely a uh, a thing that I did to distract myself. And by the way, speaking of distracting myself, don't mind Rosie. I know you can hear her meowing in the background. She's being a little cuckoo this morning. Anyways. So, so yes, I have stopped playing on my phone in an effort to distract myself, but I have not stopped playing on my phone altogether. So that's why that one gets an asterisk. Okay. I also needed to be the kind of person who actually relaxes. And I tell you what, I have set up some really, really, really impressive boundaries around when I work and when I don't work. And so I'm, I absolutely put a check mark next to this one. I take time off and it feels amazing. Um, plans ahead. Oh my gosh. This was such a fascinating conversation to listen to myself have about how I used to not plan ahead. I didn't even remember that. Like I vaguely remember being a procrastinator. That's how long it has been since I have started seeing myself as the kind of person who plans ahead, who knows what's coming next, who has this all like under control, frankly. I plan so far ahead, you guys. I already have all of next year's videos planned. Like I know what I'm doing in 2022. I have the year figured out. I've never done that before. (laughs) Now, I will tell you, this one kind of gets an asterisk also because, like, I don't have all my podcast content. I don't have all my Instagram content. Like, there's content that I'm still kind of doing at the last minute, but not like I used to. Like, not at all like I used to. It is, it is a work in progress, but it is also something that I am giving myself a check mark for because I'm, leaps and bounds ahead of where I used to be with like literally creating content two, three days before it was needed to be scheduled. So, and that's really, really related to hiring people. Like these, these things all kind of go together. Like being this kind of person, being half a Millie Paula means that I think about my business like in the big picture very differently. Hiring people means that I need to have content ready for them to do stuff with long before it needs to be scheduled because they have to put their hands on it and it takes them time to do stuff, as opposed to just trying to fly by the seat of my pants, my own pants. So anyways, super excited about that. Um, Related to this is half a Millipala needs to schedule and stick to a schedule. Again, something I do with some frequency. I'm going to give myself a 75-25 split on this one. Like there are definitely still times where where I'm just kind of scooting by, kind of figuring it out as I go. But for the most part, I know what's happening next week. I know what's happening in the next couple of weeks. I know what's happening more or less next month. Like I know what my schedule is because I put it on my schedule. And once it's on my schedule, right this minute, let me just tell you, right this minute as I am recording this, this is the month of December. The month of December feels a little bit more, not loosey-goosey, but it feels a little bit different from other times of year. Again, this is mindset work that I am currently working on. The month of December is the anniversary of my sister's death. So I kind of give myself a pass in a lot of ways. And it's really interesting, maybe not to you, but it is to me, how I'm really questioning that this year in a way that I haven't the last couple of years. The last couple of years, I have allowed myself to think, oh, this time of year is just really hard. We talked about this recently. And I'm, I'm really questioning that. Like, does it need to be hard? Do I need to either be really gentle with myself or stay on schedule? Like, I, I'm really figuring out this year that I can question the idea that this time of year is difficult. So... So right this minute, I am, I am not planning ahead as much as I will in a couple more weeks. I am not scheduling and sticking to a schedule as much as I know I will in a couple of weeks. Like, like I'm in a flux right this minute, which is why I feel like I'm kind of putting a little asterisk next to a lot of these things. But also these are skills that I have developed. Um, The other thing that half a Millie Paula needs to be is um, she needs to be good at what she does. And I think this is so funny that I was even questioning that. (laughs) I've gotten very good at giving myself kudos and props for being good at my job. I know that I'm good at what I do. So much so that when I heard myself talking about this on the podcast last year, I was like, oh, I used to doubt that. (laughs) So funny. Okay. Anyways, um, half a milli, Paula, this is the last one, also needs to offer half a milli in value. Now, this is the one I am also still really considering a work in progress in terms of there are so many, I'm going to call them improvements that I want to make that I'm currently giving myself a lot of credit for all the improvements that I have made this year. And I see where there is room to improve. So, again, I'm giving myself a check mark, but I'm also like, still got some some work on this one. But it was so fun to go back and listen to that podcast and really think about exactly how far I've come. Like these these are problems that I don't think are problems anymore. And and this is why you look back at the year. And and really keep good records of where you want to be in the coming year. So that when you look back at either your notes or listen to your podcast or whatever it is, you can be like, oh my gosh, I don't even, I don't even think that's a problem anymore. And so that is what we're going to do on the, the second part. I still have some more lessons that I have learned from 2021 before I talk about where I am going to go in 2022. So here's, here's what I very boldly claimed last year I was going to do. I I gave myself three resolutions slash goals. Number one was that I am attracting 500,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. Number two, I am going on 30 adventures with my husband. And number three, I am writing a book this year. And it's here's what happened when I said those things. I said them in that order and then on my my dream board, my goal sheet, my my list for the year, my piece of paper, frankly, that I look at all year long, I wrote them in a different order. And and that is that is my my number 1 takeaway from 2021 is that priorities matter. When I said them like that, I felt like that was the order of my priorities. But then I wrote them and I'm pretty sure this was kind of unconscious or subconscious. I wrote them in the order in which I felt I could actually achieve them. And that mattered. That totally made a difference. Number one was 30 adventures with my husband. And that's the goal I achieved this year. And I said achieved, I'm saying achieved as though it's done deal. I've actually currently, as of the recording of this podcast, only gone on 29 adventures. I have the 30th one already on the books. And I have a bonus 31st adventure that I already know that my husband and I are planning on on the 31st of this year or of this month. So so I know that this one is going to happen, even though technically speaking, it has not happened as of the recording of this podcast, but it is. And I'm going to even have a bonus one because that was my priority. It was my number one goal. It was number one on my list. It was number one top of mind. When we had a couple of months where it was just like, oh, we kind of haven't been on any adventures. We better get one scheduled. It was a huge priority. I thought about this goal not every single day, certainly, but I thought about it every month, every week, for sure. I, it was top of mind. It was absolutely 100% going to happen no matter what. And therefore, it did. Number two was, I'm writing a book. And I'm going to be just straight up honest with you. I didn't Well, I know I thought about that goal, but I didn't do anything for that goal for at least six months. I knew it was on my list. I knew I wanted to. I would come at it kind of half-heartedly. I was going to say something else there, but I'm going to go with half-heartedly. I came at it every now and again with, uh, oh, I really need to figure this out. I guess I should figure this out, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how energy. And therefore it didn't get completed in in a way that in a way that i had imagined it was going to. When i said i am writing a book, i really really thought that i would have the book written, i would have an agent and it would be published and i would have a book in my hand. <laughs> so, some of the problem with this goal was that i had zero understanding of the publishing industry <laughs> because because it moves very slowly. Like publishing is not something that you just decide to do and then it gets done. So, so yes, I have kind of accomplished what I am capable of accomplishing on my own. I have written a book proposal, which just in case you don't know anything about the publishing industry, which I did not until this year. For a nonfiction book like I am writing, you actually write a book proposal, which is kind of like a business plan. Then you get an agent then that agent sends you out on submission with publishers, then you sign a publishing contract, and then they publish your book. So all told, this whole process might actually take me anywhere from like, obviously more than one year, but anywhere from like a year and a half to two years or possibly even more. So so I've done the part that I can, and now I am currently querying agents to sign with an agent who can help me with the next step of the process. So not knowing what I was saying, I'm going to go ahead and say that I accomplished this goal because I did the part that I can do on my own. And I'm saying on my own because I actually had to hire a book coach <laughs> to even get this far. But, but I did what I didn't know I was setting out to do at the beginning of last year. And then my third thing on my vision sheet, on my goal sheet for 2021 was the 500,000 subscribers. And this is the thing that I thought was my number one goal. Like I talked about it at length saying I'm attracting 500,000 subscribers. This is my main goal. This is what I do. This is my job, blah, blah, blah. And yet it was the third thing that I wrote on my goal sheet. And that's about as much of a priority as it was. You guys, it was very interesting to watch myself this year, not give up on the goal. I am absolutely not saying that, but watch myself kind of drift with it. And I was very aware of it happening when it was happening along about September I noticed that my thoughts, because I wrote them down. I mean, this is this is what I do. I, I find my thoughts and then I decide if they're helpful. I noticed that I was thinking things like, this is never going to happen. Like, this is hard. This is harder than I thought it was going to be. I don't know what I'm doing. I've noticed a lot of very unhelpful thoughts around this goal of having 500,000 subscribers. And here's the thing, I knew this was going to happen. I mean, again, if you go back and listen to the podcast, this is the point of setting a lofty, unachievable goal is to hear all the things your brain has to offer you about that goal. And here's what here's what I learned from that is that priorities matter. And this is what we're still talking about. Number one, priorities matter. Because when it was my third priority, I really didn't spend as much time listening to what my brain was offering me. I didn't spend as much time thinking about whether or not those thoughts were helpful. I didn't spend as much time developing a strategy around what I want to do with this, what I want to do with these unhelpful thoughts, what I want to think about this goal. I noticed what was going on. Like I had lots of thoughts. I found those thoughts and I didn't didn't do much else with it because it wasn't as much of a priority. So, so let's segue this into another lesson that I learned so that I can talk more about what happened with writing a book and getting 500,000 subscribers. Number two lesson learned is that language matters so, 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 so much. And I have talked about this before. In fact, I have an entire podcast episode called Goal Language where we talk about how you talk about your goal and how important this is. And in fact, I just heard myself even say that my goal was I'm getting 500,000 subscribers and I think that's really interesting because the way that I stated it, my stated goal was is that I am attracting 500,000 subscribers. And the way that I wrote it on my goal sheet was not a sentence. It's just a number, 500,000. And I think that that is very fascinating how I subconsciously set myself up, not for failure, but not for success, truly. And I'm, I talked about this quite a bit last year about the word attracting and how how I really struggled with this, about how originally I think I said something or other around I am finding a million subscribers, and then I changed it to I am attracting a million subscribers. And you notice even now where I have changed from a million to half a million back to a million. You guys, this goal, it's not clear in my mind. I think it is. I keep talking about it as though it is, and yet it's not. I am struggling. I'm going to go ahead and say that as something I am creating for myself. I am creating a struggle Because I am, also creating this, unwilling to nail this down. My language around this goal is unclear, which means the goal is unclear, which means that I am not currently achieving it because it's so unclear. Language matters. And I have not found the language yet that is so compelling and so undeniable and so like, obviously this is happening. My language around that particular goal is unclear currently. And therefore I'm not letting it go. I am not, not going to achieve this. That was a great double negative, wasn't it? But I'm also releasing myself from the hold that this number has on me, that this goal has on me. And I am allowing myself, this is a bit of a spoiler alert for where we're going for the coming year. I am allowing myself to reimagine this goal. Not because I'm disappointed, not because I don't think I can get it or I didn't get it. Like this is, this is still the direction that I am aiming. And I am going to figure out what language feels compelling to me. Because this language has not been compelling enough, that's the reason why I haven't gotten it. Like, really, I know that. I mean, this is this is why it was my third priority, is because the language wasn't compelling enough. This is why I found myself kind of drifting away from it, because the language wasn't compelling enough. I am still struggling with this feeling of attractiveness in order to attract 500,000 subscribers. I... God, this could be a whole, honestly, this could be an entire podcast about how I feel about finding or attracting or having 500,000 subscribers or a million subscribers. I'm struggling with the language. This is as many times as I think I have ever used the word struggle. You guys, I tell you this all the time. When you say I am struggling, you are creating the struggle. And here I am creating my own struggle. It's interesting, right? And I'm I'm looking at this and myself with so much compassion. And, and this is why I have so much compassion for you, frankly, when, when you tell me that you are struggling. The struggle isn't with the goal. The struggle is with how you and I are defining it, how we're talking about it, how we're seeing it, how we are, frankly, not seeing it. I don't have a clear picture of what it's going to look like or feel like or be like to have a million subscribers, except, and I will tell you, this is the thing that comes up for me every time, which is why I find myself struggling. I, when I picture having a million subscribers, I picture myself reading comments and reading the comments of people who are judging me, people who don't understand what I'm doing, people who want to tell me how much they don't like what I'm doing, it's so fascinating to me. And, and I find myself like picturing even, even reading comments of people who love what I'm doing, who think I'm fabulous. Like, I... I notice that when I spend time reading comments, that the thought that I have about that is that it's a lot of opinions. It's a thought, my friends. And I recognize it as a thought and and I still believe it. This This is something I am continuing to work on. And I'm, I'm already looking forward to listening to this next year <laughs> when I've figured all of this out, when I have found the language that feels compelling, when I have found the direction that feels compelling, when I have found my way through this, what feels like a problem. I am so excited to know how I figure this out. <laughs> but right now, right now, I don't have it figured out. And yet I know I'm going to. Like I... I know that I'm going to find the language. I know because I know that that is the answer. I know that I'm going to continue turning this language around until I find the language that makes sense, that feels compelling, and that gets me where I want to go. The other language, super, super interesting. You guys, on my vision board and the thing that I said as my goal was, I am writing a book. And yes, that's what I accomplished I did not state it as I am publishing a book. I am getting an agent and finding a publisher. Oh, no, no, no. I am writing. So that's what I accomplished. You guys, language matters. Listen to what you are saying to yourself. And here's the thing. I'm a professional. I literally set goals for a living, kind of. I mean, you know, I talk about goal setting for a living. And yet these things completely escaped me. I didn't notice the language I was using. I didn't notice the priority it that I was putting on one over the other. And therefore, I'm going to tell you guys the thing I say all the time that I didn't even follow myself. The lesson learned is that I need to choose one goal. And I know that I just said I need <laughs> those of you <laughs> You who pay attention to language heard me say, I need to choose one goal. No, here's what I'm telling you choosing one goal is the path to success. Moving forward into 2022, I am going to be choosing one goal that makes sense, one goal that encompasses the things that I want to encompass and allows the goal to unfold in the way that it's going to. I'm going to be choosing a goal, a singular goal that feels compelling, that feels like a priority, and and that is one goal. <laughs> and, and I already know that that one goal is going to have different components to it, but I'm going to let those components unfold the way that they're going to unfold, kind of like these three things unfolded this year. Technically speaking, these three things might have been something like oh, i'm living my best life like that could have been my goal and then they unfolded the way they unfolded because of the language that i used because of the priority that i put them in and and that is what the, that is the lesson that i'm going to take forward into 2022 is that the language around having one goal is going to set my priorities. It is going to determine exactly which things get done and which things don't, or which things still have a lot more unfinished business. Because, my friends, you can only focus on one thing at a time. It was so easy to focus on the adventures, partly because it felt very compelling. It felt very fun. I enjoyed every single one of them, even the ones that I cried on, which was almost all of them, because that is one of my (laughs) That's one of the things. Like I, when we talk about whether or not something qualifies as an adventure, and by we I mean my husband and I, we're we're always kind of joking about it's not an adventure until Paula cries, but it's true. <laughs> or we have an argument, like not necessarily a big argument, but just like a little a little scuffle. These are these are the qualifications. It has to be enough outside my comfort zone that I either cry or get defensive. <laughs> And if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about me, I don't know what does. <laughs> so so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed being that little bit outside my comfort zone that, that I felt like I was capable of accomplishing. And yet, of course, I still cried. So that's why that one was very easy to prioritize. The other ones, The other ones felt big. They felt like I didn't know what I was doing. They felt too far outside my comfort zone. And that is the point. You guys, when you set a goal, here's another lesson that I didn't necessarily learn in 2021, but a lesson that I have learned. The reason you set a goal is to stretch yourself, is to put yourself a little bit off balance. We talk about this all the time in my workout videos, that when you're a little bit off balance and you practice being a little bit off balance, a little bit at a a time, you get better at it. Stretching yourself slightly outside of your comfort zone creates a bigger comfort zone. You get better at feeling slightly more comfortable at the things that are difficult. So let me wrap up. Okay, number one, priorities matter. Number two, language matters. Oh my gosh. Number three, choose one goal. And number four, which really could have been number one, (laughs) set a goal. Stretch yourself. This is why we do this. It's not, it's not just to have the thing that you want to have. It's to see who you can become on your way to getting that thing. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have learned some lessons from 2021. And of course, I would love for you to share them with me. I mean, you can find me on social. You can find me, you know, you know where to find me. I'm around. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week live for the book club. Have a great one. I'll talk to you soon. If you're getting a lot out of the Fitness Matters podcast and you're ready to take it to the next level, you're going to love the Get Your Goal Coaching and Accountability Group. We take all the theory and knowledge here on the podcast and actually apply it in real life on your real weight loss and fitness goals. It's hands-on, it's fun, and it works. Find out more at PaulaBeeFitness.com get dash your dash goal. And let's get your goal.